Thank you, Pastor Chris. Can we just appreciate Pastor Chris? <laughs> Pastor Chris, we love you. We just thank you and Lyra for, for everything that you guys do and, and sow into this, into this house. Um, guys, what you don't realize is that the life of a pastor is, is not one that is, is just up here on a, on a Sunday morning. It's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We just, uh, we just honor you, Pastor Chris and, and Lyra. <laughs> Man, it's not even 30 seconds and I'm crying already. <laughs> Guys, I just want to say how much I love this house, how much I love this family. Uh, you are all such a blessing to me. And uh, it is just such an honor to be able to serve you and to, to be here this morning to share what I hope is going to be an encouraging word to you. Um, and I'm also just so thankful for the way that God is, is moving in the church today. And, and to start off with, I want to, I want to just read Revelation chapter 2, verse 17. And it says this, Anyone who has an ear should listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. I will give the victor some of the hidden manna. Manna as in the, the bread. Yeah? I will also give him a white stone, and on the stone a new name is inscribed that no one knows except the one who receives it. And there's a couple of things in that verse that just strike me as being so important. First of all, if you've got an ear, if you've got ears, listen to what the Spirit is saying to the churches. And this morning, we're going to unpack a little bit about what God has been saying to us as a local body, but also to the churches in South Wales, in Wales, and in the United Kingdom. There is a theme emerging on the earth today that God is speaking the same message to the churches. And we're going to unpack this morning a little bit of what God has been sowing into us as a local body over the last few months. And I'm really excited for us to, to discover. Um, next Sunday, we've got... Um, Trev Summerlin sharing with us. And next Sunday, as we know, is Remembrance Sunday. And although I'm not going to steal Trev's thunder with Remembrance Sunday, today is very much also about remembrance. Because it is important for us to remember, to, to keep a record of what God is saying. You know, in, in Malachi chapter 3, verse 16, God talks about a book of remembrance. And he talks about us recording the things that he has said, recording the things that he has done, recording his mighty deeds, recording the, the instructions that he has given us, recording the warnings that he has given us, recording the words that he has spoken. And I think it's important every now and again for us as a local body to pull out 
the book of remembrance and remember what God has said to us. And if you come here on a Sunday morning and, uh, you know, you, you sit through the sermon and, and you pick up a few really good uh, take-home points, that's fantastic. But can I encourage you, please, write them down. If you've got an iPhone or some smart device, pull it out now and start taking notes. It's a fantastic way to keep a record of what God is saying. Now, you may not be like me. You may have fantastic memories, and and I commend you for that. But even if you have a photographic memory that is divinely downloaded on you, the Bible still says, keep a book of remembrance. So I would encourage you to keep a book of remembrance, whether it's a, a hardcover book like my wife keeps or an electronic book like I keep. It's a brilliant way to be able to every now and then go back, pull out some notes, and just look back and see what has God been saying? What was that word that was shared a few months ago that so impacted my heart? And right now, I just can't seem to remember it. I just, I seem to have lost the impact of that word. And by pulling out the book of remembrance, God is able to reignite that word in you. And so if you've got ears, listen to what the Spirit is saying to the churches. So Vic, if we could put the first slide up, please. Today, we're going to look at a roadmap. Thank you, Microsoft PowerPoint, for this fantastic drawing. It's not mine. We're going to look at a roadmap, and thank you, Alad, for doing this presentation. I really do appreciate it. Otherwise, you guys wouldn't have been able to read what I'd scribbled. So we're going to look at how God has taken us over the past few months along a journey, along a process, along a road, and he is going to continue to lead us along this road, along this journey. Everything, guys in the Christ life, is about the journey. Everything is about the journey. Yesterday, we were at Newbridge Pentecostal Church, uh, and we were there for the induction of Gareth and Hannah as the new pastors of that church, of that lovely AOG church. And it was just such a blessing to be amongst God's people in another congregation and just to celebrate what's happening there. But one of the things that uh, Pastor Alan Hewitt brought as a word to the church is, guys, if you look over the Old Testament, you will see time and time and time again God leading the Israelites on a journey, and then they got to a place and they camped. But they didn't stay in that camp. At some point along the line, God would say, right, pull up those tent pegs, Let's move. Let's go again. Let's journey a little further towards the promised land. And if you stayed at that camp, friends, you will never reach the promised land. And so we are on a journey, each one of us as individuals, but us as a body as well. We are on a journey to the promised land. Jesus says the promised land on this earth is called thy kingdom come. 
on earth as it is in heaven. That's the promised land for us. The promised land is when we pull down the kingdom of heaven and we establish his kingdom on earth today. That is the promised land for us. And until we reach that, friends, we're not done. So if you think we're done and you're camping, let me tell you, God is any day now going to say to you, if he hasn't already, let's move. And whether you're eight or 80, he's going to continue that journey to say, let's move. Let's continue this journey. And Pastor Alan Hewitt said yesterday, you know, I'm a realist. I recognize that we're human. We like to camp. We like to put down roots. We like to, to just be comfortable. And it's not a bad thing to be comfortable, but it is a bad thing to disobey God. And if God is saying, move, let's move. Don't camp. Please, let's not camp. Let's not give in to comfort. So I'm going to have a look over the last couple of months, and uh, we're going to start with a word that I shared on the 18th of August. And um, so, Vic, if you want to put up that first one, or is that first one? No, okay, we'll, we'll stick there. So on the 18th of August, I shared a word about the coming decade in the Jewish calendar called the Decade of Pei, the Hebrew letter Pei, P-E-Y. And the letter Pei, I, I painted the picture, it looks like a mouth. And it, that, that is because in the decade ahead of us, in the Jewish calendar, which started on Rosh Hashanah, which was the 30th of September of this year, we started into the decade of God saying, right, guys, it's time for you as my people to begin to declare my truth. It's time for you as my people to begin to speak with confidence, with boldness, my truth, to release the power of the spoken word into the atmosphere to change the atmosphere. And so we started, and, and we see this, this process now, the mandate has been given. We know that God is going to say, or has said, it's the decade of speaking. It's the decade of decreeing. It's the decade of declaring. It's the decade of releasing my word into the earth. But part of journey is for us to be prepared. God never took his people on a journey without preparing them first. He gave them what they needed for the journey and then sent them on their way. And along the way, he continued to meet their needs every day in every way. And so for us, he has been doing the same thing. And as I was sitting to prepare this message, it began to be clear to me that over the past several months, God has been speaking some very specific words to us that if you begin to link them up, you see that God has actually got a plan. Who'd have thunk? He knows what he's doing. He has a bigger picture. You know, God says, my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. 
God sees from a perspective that is outside of time. And so sometimes when he speaks to us, we're like, well, I don't know where that fits in. But as you start to look and you take a step back and you step back into the spirit and say, God, what are you showing us? What are, what are you doing? What are you painting? It is amazing as we begin to see the beautiful mosaic that he is painting. So on the 1st of September, Kath shared with us, and she shared a powerful word to begin to prepare our hearts for this journey into the new decade of declaring what God has said, to speak out what God has put into us. But guys, we know that Jesus said in Matthew, from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you've got rubbish in your heart, the mouth is just going to speak that rubbish. And so for, for us to be able to speak God's truth, we first have to deal with the rubbish. And Kath encouraged us to make sure that any shame, regret, guilt, and condemnation is dealt with. And that word is still true today, guys. We need to get rid of those things from our heart because they will paralyze us. They will, they will kill us. They will hold us back. They will poison us so that what comes out of our heart is not encouraging. It is not life-giving. And so we need to deal with regret and shame and guilt and condemnation. And if any of that is still in you today, there's no condemnation. But there is a conviction that God is saying, let's deal with that. I'm here now. Let's, let's take that sense of shame. Let's take that sense of fear and guilt. Let's deal with it. Let's get that out because my son, my daughter, it is choking the life out of you. And I want you free. I want you to be able to dance in front of me. I want you to be able to shout out that God is good. I want you to have that conviction that God is good. And so, Kath, thank you for sharing that word. And I just want to honor you for bringing that truth to us, because it is powerful, it's an encouragement, and it is a prophetic declaration, guys. Let's deal with it. Let's move beyond. Let's, let's move beyond those things that are holding us back. Let's step into freedom. Shortly after Kath shared, we had a guest speaker, Robert Leardon, and Robert Leardon, he's a, he's a fantastic speaker, international speaker and author, and he's written a couple of really great books, um, a series called God's Generals, and he's basically looked at the, the revivals that have happened throughout the world, and he's tracked these revivals, and he's done uh, studies on the men and the women who led these revivals, and who were part of these revivals, and who, who brought something new to the earth through God's word and through their obedience. And he brought us a word, and his word 
was essentially saying to us, guys, it's time to be bold in the spirit life. It's time to, to, to take hold of boldness, to put the fear and intimidation of the enemy behind us, to step into the spirit-filled life, and to say, my God reigns. Now, okay, he's American. He didn't say it like that. I'm not even going to try and do that. I might call my wife up to put the American accent on. But he shared with us a boldness and said, guys, it's time for us as the church to rise up and to have a voice. It's time for the church to be heard in this nation and in the nations across the earth. We heard Pastor Chris say this morning that the intimidation against the church is on the rise in India. But the voice of the church will not be silenced. Why? Because it is God's voice. The church is the tool. It is the mouthpiece of God. Moses was the mouthpiece of God. In the Old Testament... God actually says, I will make you and your brother my mouthpiece. And you will go to Pharaoh and you will speak to Pharaoh and you will look him in the face and you will say, thus says the Lord Almighty. Now, Pharaoh did not like God. He did not like God's people. And Moses said, but, 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 but I can't speak. I, I've got a speech impediment. I can't possibly speak. I can't possibly share your word, God. I'm, I'm shy. I'm, I'm an introvert. And God said, no, you are my mouthpiece. Pick up your staff and move. And there were a whole bunch of other things that God did to convince Moses that where he went, God would be with him. And you look at the story of Moses, and Moses did some amazing things. And he changed the atmosphere, and he changed the times because of his obedience to God for the nation of Israel And God is saying the same thing to us today. Guys, it's time for us to pick up our staff, which represents the authority, and to stand in the spirit and say, God, you're with me, and I can do this. And so each one of us has a call to speak truth. We'll get a little bit onto that in a moment. One of the things that Robert Leardon shared with us was 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 to 6. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 to 6, Paul says something along these lines, and I'm going to paraphrase. He says that the Word of God has divine power to demolish strongholds and arguments and call out every act of disobedience. Guys, we need to have a voice that calls out the evil. Where we see evil, we don't cower. We don't stand back and just say, well, mm, God, you deal with that. 
we step into it and we say, no, that's wrong. That is evil. That is not God's plan. That is not God's heart. That is wrong. That is evil. We speak good. We call out evil. And we'll get to that because that's something that Glenn Barrett shared with us a little while ago. Moving on, so now we've moved from the 6th of September, we go to the 8th of September, and Hayden, bless you Hayden, Hayden shared with us a word about wilderness times, and he shared with us a word that says, you will go through wilderness, it's part of the process of the Christian life, it's part of that journey But the wilderness is the place where you have to learn to trust the Spirit and there has to be obedience. Because if you are disobedient in the wilderness, guys, you will perish in the wilderness. The wilderness can be a harsh place. The wilderness can be a place full of roaring lions. The wilderness can be a dry place. And if you are not obedient to the Spirit, you will perish in the Spirit. Your spiritual man will wither in the wilderness if you are not plugged in to his Holy Spirit. And Hayden really encouraged us to be humble, to be teachable, to be obedient, to listen to God's word, to make sure that our hearts are pure, to make sure that we are following the Lord with all of our strength. Because outside of his strength, we will fail and we will die in the wilderness. And so there was another encouragement for for us then. Guys, plug into the Spirit. Be bold in the Spirit. Move in the Spirit. Listen to God's Spirit. Then on uh, on September 22nd, April shared with us, about intimacy, spending time with the Father, spending time with Holy Spirit, exploring the Word, digging into the Word, getting into God's Word, understanding God's Word, being transformed by God's Word. And so we start to see this pattern, this this movement, this journey that we're on, God saying, There's coming a a moment, guys, there's coming a season where I need you to be able to declare truth, but first, let's deal with what's inside. First, let's, let's deal with the heart, so that when the mouth speaks, the overflow is good. And the reason April shared that word about intimacy getting intimate with God, getting to know His heart, is because God wants us to understand the times and the seasons in which we live. He wants us to know those seasons. He wants us to be able to walk with confidence, knowing the season that we're walking into is whatever, whatever that season is. So that when you walk into the season, you are equipped, you are prepared, You are available for God to move. 
And on that point, I just want to reiterate Bible school. In order to be prepared, we need to have the Word of God. We need to understand what the Word of God says. We need to be saturated in the Word of God. And I want to encourage you, if you not, have not signed up to Bible school yet, to get enrolled. Bible school starts in January 2020. It will run for the year. Every fortnight on a Monday evening. So once every two weeks. I think it's a two, two and a half hours, two hours on a Monday evening. Every second Monday. Guys, there are going to be so many opportunities for you to be built up in your faith in Bible school. To learn the Word of God, to know the Word of God, to understand how God's Word impacts us and transforms us. To make us available for His Holy Spirit to transform us. And even if you've done Bible school before, I want to encourage you to come along again. And the reason for that is there is power in repetition. And not only will you be hearing some things that you may know, but you will hear some new things. There is fresh revelation. We've got different teachers. We've got some different courses. It's going to be a powerful time, and I would encourage you to get enrolled because it will transform your life. It will equip you. It will empower you. So check out uh, the Bible School brochures. They're on the stand at the back of the hall or on the internet uh, on the Gateway um, website. Or you can come chat to Mark Small or Pastor Chris or myself or Phil, and uh, we'll, we'll be able to give you some more information about that. So April spoke to us about the intimacy, being intimate with God so that we can know his heart. Then a week later, Pastor Alan Hewitt from Hope Church in Newtown came to speak to us. And he spoke what I think is a pivotal message. It was a tipping point. For those of you who have read Malcolm Gladwell's book, Tipping Point, it's a fantastic book just to give us a, a picture of uh, some different personalities, but also to speak about there are moments in time, there are moments in history where God does something that just kind of tips us over the edge. It tips a situation over the edge. And I really believe that it was no coincidence that Pastor Alan Hewitt spoke to us on the 29th of September because the very next day was Rosh Hashanah. The very next day was the start of the new Jewish year and the start of the new Jewish decade the new Jewish, on, the, on the Jewish calendar. And the take-home message that Pastor Alan shared with us really was about making sure that we share the honey, not the carcass. That we don't carry around the old man with us, the old ways with us, the old burdens with us, the old sinful nature with us, but that we walk sharing God's fresh revelation, honey that will feed and empower and equip. 
And there is, there is something about honey that is sweet, not only to us, but also to those who hear the word. When we share honey with others, others are encouraged. Others are empowered. Others are set free. But as long as we're carrying around our old carcass, nobody's going to come to even want to be around us. And so we need to deal with those things. Those things that are holding us back. Those things that are unpalatable to us and to the world. The things that would make us not really attractive. That would make us people that nobody wants to be around. We need to get rid of those things that would hold us back and hold others away from us. And we need to be sharing the honey. I'm sharing all of these words, guys. And if you haven't been around to listen to any of these words, or if you've missed any of these words, get onto the Gateway website and listen to them. They're all available uh, as electronic media, so you can listen to the, the messages. Some of them have been recorded uh, on Facebook. So get back and listen to these words because they're, they're leading us somewhere. God is navigating a pathway for us. Right. Then, on the 6th of October, Phil. Where's Phil? Phil, thank you for your word. Phil spoke to us a little bit more about what happens when the lion, which is the enemy, roars in the wilderness. And that roar is intimidating. That roar is intended to hold us back. That roar is intended to shut our mouths, to keep us quiet, to hold us down, to push us away, to send us running. But Phil encouraged us to cooperate with the Holy Spirit in his message. And he said, guys, you need to be obedient to the Spirit. You need to be cooperating with the Spirit. We need to be listening to what the Spirit is saying. When the enemy is roaring, we need to be listening to what God is saying, translating what God is saying in the Spirit, and roaring back at the lion. Speaking back at the lion Declaring truth to the line because truth always wins. Truth is more powerful than the lie. Truth always overcomes deception. Truth brings light into darkness. And so if there is a lion that is roaring to try and distract you, to try and intimidate you, it's time to go into your secret place in God and listen for his voice. Listen to what the Spirit is saying. And then translate what the Spirit is saying and let out a roar of your own. Let out a roar that is the roar of the Lion of Judah and speak truth. On the 13th of October, Pastor Chris shared with us, and he shared a message on the power of letting go, how important it is for us to let go of the baggage of the past, 
the things that the Bible says will ensnare us, will trip us up. Those things that are keeping us from entering into the fullness of who we are called to be as sons and daughters of God. If there is disbelief, that is something we need to let go and we need to step into faith. If there is fear, we need to let it go and we need to step into love. If there are things that are holding us back, we need to let them go. And guys, when you leave things behind, it frees you up. It lightens you up so that you can run, so that you can press forward. And so I want to encourage you. Are there things in you still today that you have not let go of? What is it inside that is holding you back? Do you really want freedom? Then let it go. Whatever that is, let it go. Leave it behind. Look forward. Fix your eyes on Christ and run. Then we heard from Kath Wildrich on the 20th of October. And Kath shared with us a very simple message. Whose voice are you listening to? Are you listening to the roaring lion that is trying to intimidate you? Or are you listening to the voice of the Spirit? Whose voice are you listening to? Whose voice are you responding to? Whose voice are you allowing to come into your heart, to persuade you, to direct you? Because if it's not the voice of God, it can only be your own voice or the voice of the enemy. Whose voice are you listening to? And she shared such powerful truths about listening to the right voice. Listening to the voice that will influence for good. Then on the 27th, Denise, I'm going to get it wrong as well, Pastor Chris, Kogenvin, Kogenvin, yes. Denise shared with us, so, so we'd had Kath share with us about the voice. What voice are you listening to? And then we had Denise share with us about the song. What song are you singing? What song is in your heart? What song is coming out of your mouth? And she shared with us that, you know, that there's, there's certain songs that... If we just sing a song, if we just sing a, um, a song of freedom, but we don't actually believe in the power of freedom, then that song is not going to do anything for us. That song is not going to change us. We need to have a conviction of the goodness of God. We need to have a conviction of the song that we're singing. Otherwise, it's just a song. 
It's just a melody. And she was encouraging us, guys, you need to get a song that is deep within, that is convicting within you to release that song to send you forward. And she challenged us and she said, if you're singing a song, where is that song birthed from? Where is that song coming from? Is it coming from a conviction that is deep within you? Or is it coming from some place that is just like a cloud, like, like mist, like smoke? Something that, yeah, you've, you've seen it, but it, it doesn't really grip you. It doesn't really change you. And so she encouraged us, find that song and then begin to sing it out. Begin to declare it. Because when you sing out a song, there is freedom. When you sing out a song that is full of conviction, it begins to change the atmosphere. And then this last week, we heard... Uh, from Pastor Glenn Barrett, the, the new AOG national leader. He came to, to speak to some of our leaders uh, here at Gateway and some of the, the leaders from around Wales. We had folk from as far as Anglesey uh, come to, to, to hear and be encouraged. And what, what Pastor Glenn was speaking is about watching our words. And he, he shared the scripture from Hosea chapter 14. In verse 2, which basically says this, take your words and return to the Lord. Those things that you're speaking out, those things that you're declaring, take them to the Lord and in that place, begin to release words that change, release words that bring freedom, release words that bring faith. Release words that bring courage. One of the things I loved that he shared was be an encourager. And I, I just had never put it together. When you say be an encourager, it basically means to put courage into somebody. Be an encourager. Let the overflow of your heart Speak through your mouth to bring encouragement to others. Be very careful about what comes out of your mouth. Hey, how are you today? Oh, not so good. Oh, the sky is falling. Woe is me. Watch what comes out of your mouth. Because do you know what I've just done? I've cursed myself. I have released a curse over myself by saying, woe is me. Literally, guys, I have spoken a curse. The only thing that breaks a curse is the power of the name of Jesus. So what do I do? I repent. You know what? Actually, God is good. He is on the throne. 
My life may not reflect it, but God is on the throne, and I'm moving forward. And there is an overcoming in me that is going to say to the enemy, no, I will not bow down. I will not cower. I will not be intimidated. Yeah, okay, so my body's feeling a little bit achy this morning. Don Seely Posturepedic. Posturepedic, whatever, Posturepedic. But you know what? God is my healer. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Which means he strengthens me. He puts strength into my bones. He puts encouragement on my lips. He speaks life to me and I can live. I started with reading to you from Revelation. And there's so many times where the Spirit says, listen, if you've got ears, listen. Because I will make you an overcomer. We are called to be overcomers, church. We are called to live an overcoming life. And we've got this, this pathway. If we can go on to the next one, that's just a, a summary. We're on this journey, church. God has been speaking things very distinctly, very purposefully to prepare us for a new season. He's preparing us and he's saying, deal with the heart so that when you declare out of your mouth, it's only the goodness that comes out of your heart. You know what, Sophie? Brandon, I don't know if you're here. I want to apologize. I let a foul word out of my mouth the other day in front of you, and that was not right, and I apologize. Where did that come from in my heart? (laughs) That was not right. There was something foul in my heart, and it came out of my mouth. Guys, what is in your heart? Search your heart. We need to have pure hearts so that when we declare the truth, it builds, it doesn't tear down, it releases faith, it releases joy, it changes the atmosphere. What is in your heart for this season? What is God saying, let's get that out. Let's deal with that. Leave that behind. Come to me with pure hands. Clean hands, pure heart. Clean hands, pure heart. Because when your hands are clean and your heart is pure, your mouth speaks life. Let's speak life, church. Won't you stand with me, please? We're going to do a little bit of business just for a moment here with God to to just say, God, what is in my heart? 
what, what are you putting your finger on this morning that really should not be there? What is in my heart that you want to deal with, that you are telling me to leave behind so that we can move forward to begin to declare truth? Church, we are called to be a church that moves in power. I was just chatting with Norma this morning, and it's one of the things that, man, when we are full of the Spirit, there is nothing that can stop us. The Word of God says that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. If you know that to be true, if there is a conviction of that in your heart, then when you say that, you change the atmosphere, you establish a boundary, a perimeter, a shield, and truly no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Let that be a conviction, church, So in these next minutes, ask the Lord, is there something in my heart that is holding me back? Is there a fundamental belief that I have about who I am, about my lot? Oh, it's just, it's just the way it's always been. It's just the way it's always going to be. No, that is not true. God's word is transformative in its truth. It is transformative in its power. And he is here with that power to transform hearts. So Father, right now, I invite your Holy Spirit to come and work in our hearts. And we choose this day whom we will serve. We choose to serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We choose to serve the Lord Most High. We choose to serve Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Savior, the Redeemer. We choose to follow you. And we invite you, Holy Spirit, would you come and reveal what is in our hearts so that we can declare truth into our friends, our family, our communities, into politics, into education, that we can declare truth, that we can speak life. that fear would not hold us, but love would motivate us.